When I decided to start a podcast, I had no idea what I was doing. Still to this date, I have listened to maybe 20 podcasts in total. I really like the concept, and learning people's stories is exciting to me. When I pitched the idea to my buddy Aaron, she was all in to help me and be my first guest. So we plugged in the mics, fired up the video camera, and away we went into our goofy, almost sibling-like cadence of conversation. Although it was my first podcast, when it ended, I felt like I was meant to do this. It was very natural, and I couldn't wait to hear how it sounded. We covered some meaty topics, and I was proud of Erin for opening up. She was raw and brave and talked about some misconceptions around the music business. Well, there's a reason why people practice. Actually, many reasons. Let's just say we had our share of technical challenges ranging from mic bleed to the video camera not picking up the audio, along with some teachable moments as an interviewer. My crew and I listened and cringed at what we had produced. All of us are guilty of perfectionism and none of us wanted to release this to the world. We decided to keep it between us. My team and I started researching the tech stuff and we were able to resolve most everything over the following week and so we were ready for round two. Tyler Hall and I sat down to do our second podcast about a week after podcast number one. Again, it was such a great experience being able to interview this up-and-coming artist. He talked about being fearless and just going for it with his art. The conversation seemed to flow easily, and now, with the technical glitches behind us, we were ready to edit and release. The third podcast was a conversation with a retired naval aviator. It was a fascinating interview, and all of us in the studio were mesmerized by his stories. Frank talked about being in air combat and dropping bombs on targets, being shot at by missiles, and landing at night on an aircraft carrier. After this third podcast, I noticed a common theme, fearlessness. Erin had opened up about the anxiety that she deals with. Tyler, in his artwork, doesn't look for any kind of medals or accolades. He just loves creating, and if someone else likes it, then great. Frank's story goes without saying. Anyone who flies in combat and lands a plane on a boat is fearless. After chewing on this over the last couple weeks, I am brought back to our original, imperfect first podcast. Although there is some cringy tech stuff and the video is no good, there is an important message here and one that should be shared. Please excuse any weird noises. I assure you they are now resolved. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, and welcome to this very first podcast session from the CoLab Studios in Clearwater, Florida. I'm Christina Baker, the Executive Director, and this is also my first podcast. I have no clue what I'm doing, so let's get started. Today we are interviewing my friend and bandmate, Erin Boone. Here is her story. For the last 10 years, Erin Boone has been a professional musician in the Tampa Bay area. She has organically grown her audience with her soulful voice and her eclectic set lists ranging from Johnny Cash to TLC. Getting her start in gospel music, the church provided a vital practicing ground for Erin to hone her performance skills. 
Aaron has performed in Nashville, Tennessee at the famous Douglas Corner, where the likes of Trisha Yearwood, Garth Brooks, and John Bon Jovi began their careers. After a miracle meeting in 2012 with me and several other church renegades, the all-female band 580 West began performing locally. After two members of 580 West decided to pursue other projects, Aaron and I formed the duo Rhythm and Boone in 2013. In 2015, bassist Todd Hughes joined the duo and completed the band. As a trio, Rhythm and Boone has enjoyed great success throughout the Bay Area, playing at well-known venues, private parties, and at St. Pete Pride. Erin has written a few original songs, which immediately became crowd favorites at her recurring gig spots. During the pandemic, her audience was kept alive with multiple live streams a week. It was a challenging time for all, but especially for musicians. Now that restaurants are back open, Erin is back on the circuit doing her thing. Please join me in welcoming Erin Boone to our very first collab podcast. All right, Erin Boone, live in our collab studio for podcasting. Hello. We're so excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I'm really excited that you're here. This new exciting studio space we're all pumped about. Yeah. All right, so I have a list of questions here because since I've never done a podcast before, I've decided to see what everybody else is doing. Yeah. So, Aaron, when did your love of music <laughs> begin? Well, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I mean, probably as a child, I mean, there was always music around me as a kid. So, um, yeah. What's your uh, earliest early... memory? Of music? Yeah. Um, gosh, uh, probably my dad saying, I used to have this little stuffed raccoon and like a stuffed animal and he used to he used to sing rocky raccoon to me like when i was <laughs> little little sing it right now yeah do okay. it do rocky it rocky raccoon <laughs> <laughs> yeah he used to sing that to me when i was little so so your dad was a pretty major influence absolutely both my parents really yeah i mean um yeah were I, they uh performers or just like at home or yeah 100 percent. well i mean uh, both but um before i was born they played in a band together and then um you know just all growing i mean my my grandfather on my dad's side played banjo my grandmother on my mom's side played piano um just a lot of music in both right. families so um in the blood both, yeah for sure cool when did you first know that you wanted to become a full-time musician? Hmm. I'd say <laughs> this is a tricky question because <laughs> I used to work here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it was. May I like remind it. you that you're under oath? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, no, I think. Um, 
I mean, it was it was a couple of years before really yeah. leaving uh, my full time job that I decided that I wanted to. It just um, for me made the most sense to kind of do it gradually and um, kind of ease my hours down at my full time job and ramp them up at, at um, you know doing right. playing gigs and and doing music. So. I mean, it was a pretty, the way I remember it, it was a pretty easy transition um, yeah, it, because we we had gotten a start, you know, just at little, little places here and there. Yeah, for sure. And then just kind of one thing led to another as your name got out yeah. and it was becoming pretty clear that you could, if you wanted to have that success. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely uh, going to open mics really too helped right. as well. I'm, that was awkward. Did you yeah. see try to <laughs> reach around? Ben. I keep forgetting we're on video too. <laughs> I'm like, it's not just your voice. No. They <laughs> can see every this movement. This make me look weird. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, I mean, um, it just, going to open mics kind of helped me not just to get my name out there and for people to hear me, but also help me to meet other musicians in the area that were either wanting to do the same thing or were doing the same thing and kind of, you know, bounce ideas off of one another. And uh, there's no right way to do really anything in that. I mean, everybody has their different, you know, way that they want to set up their different equipment right. that they love whatever but um i remember you joining a bunch of like online local musician groups too yeah, and i yeah. remember you getting a lot of really good information for sure. from those and just um you know if somebody's calling out sick and picking up you know gigs here and there too 100%. that that kind of boosted you along yeah for sure. <clears throat> which i thought was a really cool it still thing. does i'm still in um a few different groups on facebook and it's nice to kind of have a network of musicians when you're not feeling the best or, or even if, you know, whatever, something comes up, it's, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's in town and you didn't know they were going to be right. here and, you know, hey, can you, you know, pick up this, I got this gig available from whatever to whatever, right. you know, um, you just kind of throw it out there to like a network of people and somebody typically responds and is usually able to pick stuff up. So Right. So cool. after being in now, what, close to... 10 years really of gigging now and now that it's your full-time job what keeps you motivated what keeps you you know getting out of bed every day because it 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 would I would think you know being that flexible it would be a slippery slope to kind of like gonna sleep in today and you know no boss is over you you (laughs) um I mean some days it definitely is uh I definitely have those days where like you know, it's just like, oh, that's not going to happen today or whatever. Right. You know? But um, but f- I feel like, um, you know, it, it's kind of cool because um, there's always new music that's coming out. Right. So, I mean, um, you know, you hear something on the radio and you're like, oh, man, that that's a really cool song. Like, right. I really want to like kind of create my own version of that or I want to see what what I can do with that. Song. Yeah. And that's. I think part of part of what is great about my job, the other part of it, like you said, you know, having a, f- a different schedule like that, having a more flexible schedule right. is one of the other things that I love about my job, especially um, 
having uh, my parents just moved to St. Pete, so having them close, um, you know, my days lately have been spent just kind of helping them get settled and having the flexibility to do that and, you know, say, okay, um, you know, I don't have a gig today or tomorrow, so let me come over and we'll, you know, get pictures hung up or right. set up Alexa or Grocery whatever Grocery or, yeah. yeah. So, um, or, you know, um, doing other creative stuff that isn't even necessarily involving music. Right. Um, so I've, I think recently more found myself kind of feeling like I was in a rut, um, creatively speaking, mm with like writing music uh so for me kind of the best way right now to even try and get myself out of that rut is just trying to let my creativity flow in whatever Mm -hmm. way that is whether it's through music or whether it's I don't know sitting down and painting something or refinishing something or whatever whatever the creativity is limitless you can Mm -hmm. be creative with anything really Um, well I think that's one of the things that I enjoyed most really about being in the band is you know we're not yes we're playing cover songs but we're not playing them how typical yeah so we're putting that you know creative spin on it um whether and it's not just oh we're going to change this key to fit my voice we're going to change up the rhythm we're going to you know, add this or delete that or, you know, whatever. It's just like it put our own kind of vibe on it. And that was the most fun part is, you know, we would try these songs and some, I mean, most of the time it worked. Yeah. Sometimes it didn't and we trashed a few, but that was really few and far between. Yeah, agreed. So um, what I was thinking is, you know, to break up the monotony of this podcast is maybe you could play a little song and show our uh, listeners and viewers, you know, kind of that, that spin that we would put on a, on a cover song. Yeah. Ain't no sunshine when she is gone. when she is away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away I wonder this time where she's gone wonder if she's gonna stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone In this house she's ain't no home Anytime she goes away Every day Ain't no sunshine when she's gone She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away I wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gonna stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone this house just ain't no home 
Okay, that was amazing as usual. It's like seeing dolphins. It never gets old for me. Like, I could listen to you all day, every day. And, um, yeah. So, if this was your first time hearing Erin Boone, you're welcome. <laughs> and you can follow her at Erin Boone Music. Erin Boone Music, yeah. On Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram and Facebook. Thank you. So if you are in the Tampa, St. Pete area, TikTok. Yeah, I'm just getting into that, though. Oh, so. Whoa. New ventures. Um, clearly, you're younger than I am. Uh, so anyways, yes, please like, follow, support Erin. If you're in the uh, Tampa Bay area, check her out. See what her schedule is. She plays all over the place, and you do not want to miss her live. So I've got a few more questions if you're up for that. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. So we're just coming off, you know, um, well, we're still dealing with the pandemic a little bit, but things are you know, back open, and um, I can imagine that was a pretty challenging and not pleasant time <laughs> as a gigging musician full-time. It was a little weird. Yeah. It was a little weird. So would you say that was your biggest challenge, or has there been something else in your career over the last 10 years? No, I think that's probably been the biggest, um, for sure. I mean, it was very... Uh, I don't know. It, it was just weird. I remember, like, you know, being a few days out from, like, St. Patrick's Day. And I remember we actually, we played, I think, uh, the Sunday yeah. before. I think that was my last game right. before everything kind of came crashing down. And I remember um, that was very controversial that we played yes, that yes. at an outdoor venue. Yeah. And we were, yeah, we, we definitely caught some crap for that. Yeah. Yeah. We sure did. Um, definitely caught a little fire <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I, it was very bizarre. I remember like, I, I mean, you know, we played that and I was thinking, okay, like everything's going to be all right. Like, and then the next day I just remember like phone call after phone call or text, you know, it was like the whole day just seemingly like everything kind of rolled in, like one right after another. It was like of cancels. Yes. Yeah. Like managers or, um, you know, venue owners right. calling me, um, Hey, we're shut down. Hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was just like one cancellation after another. And I was like, okay, I'm still going to be okay. Okay. I'm still going to be here. And then it was just like, at one time I was like, I was like, yeah, okay, well, this is a little bit bleak. But like, literally, I mean, you left your job, yeah, working with me, yeah, like yeah. what a I month mean, or so before. 
It, or it wasn't like, even. It wasn't even. It was like that. I mean, it was right around the same time. I think um, um, that everything went down because right. I was already. You know, we already had my exit right like, on the calendar planned yeah. from like January. Months. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely weird. <laughs> it was definitely weird. Yeah, I, that, I think that that almost like I felt like that schedule was um I don't know, it was very weird. It was it was great in ways and then also in ways it was um like if you could combine a like musician's job with like a, a nine to five, like that felt like the most consistent musician schedule that I've ever had. Right. If that makes yeah. sense because it was so like you're talking about the live streams. I, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, I'm gonna go live on these five days right. from this time to this time, and it was very um, normal, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so there was like so many good things that came out of that. Um, the live streaming in general, um, just so many people that I kind of connected with um, doing that, which is. Strange, but I mean, not at all because I connected with people that right. are not even in, uh, not even in the state. Right. So yeah, I remember seeing all the comments and everything. Hey, we're watching from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. gained a whole different fan base yeah. during that time. So very different. So, what what do you think uh, people would or people do misunderstand about your line of work? Um, I think, um, I definitely think that people, um, think that it takes less time than it really does. You know, I, I think, um, <clears throat> well, I think for starters, people would s probably question, like, what you do for work. Like, people would say, you know... Yeah, they're I'm not really working. They're not seeing the prep time, right. the social and the, media, and the right. booking. What it takes to practice and yeah, yeah exactly the equipment so, that has to be. People I know right. don't understand. Yeah, that anywhere aspect of near or, and how long it takes to really right. set that up. I mean, it's different, obviously, um, if you're setting up solo versus if you're setting up for a band or right. a duo, even. But um, I mean, to get a good, you know, piece of sound equipment, you're talking about, you know, at least a thousand dollars. When you're talking about guitars, you know, you're talking yeah. about at least that much, and then that's not mentioning microphones and cables and all of that. Soundboard, and yeah, then, you know, you go to book a gig in a solo gig, maybe, you know, maybe $150 or something like that. Do you know how long it takes to pay right. off that equipment? I mean, right. it's, there is right. a lot. Yeah. People have no idea. But I feel like um, at least with it, with our gigs, people were pretty generous with tips. Oh, yeah, for sure. So sure, that definitely. really, you know, helps balance out and pay for those things that, you know, it's really expensive. Yeah, it's for sure. Really and, expensive. I mean, the nice thing is like, you know, obviously like um, if you take care of your stuff or whatever, like it'll last a long time. But also keep in consideration when when it is your full time job, you're using that equipment every week, multiple times a week. So 
Um, the wear and tear of moving it in and yeah, out of your vehicle sure. and but, you know, um, the drunk people falling all over <laughs> it and spilling things. Yeah. That has been, I'd say that's probably the biggest challenge of, um, of playing music out anywhere is just um, sometimes people not being aware yeah. of, you know, their surroundings or whatever. And Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a challenge. So <clears throat> how old are you? Not supposed to ask the lady uh, uh, read. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm such a lady. <laughs> um, I will be 36 this year. Yowza. 30, 35 right now, You're but such a baby coming up in September. All right. So, what would you? What advice would you give to your 16 year old self? Uh, let's see. Well. I think I probably first I'd tell myself to <laughs> I would tell myself to go get see somebody and get on some uh, anxiety meds. <laughs> That's what I would start with. Um I, I probably would tell myself it's anxiety. Like that would be like my first conversation with myself because um yeah, that definitely is <laughs> definitely anxiety has has um for sure been uh, struggle for a long time now for me in in this particular um, part of my life. So, um, I mean, well, I think we both have struggled yeah, yeah, a lot with that. I mean, how many times before a gig we're running to the bathroom, or sweating, or, or yeah, just not in. And it really does like. It steals your joy yeah, of for sure. performing and creating because your anxiety is taking over and your brain isn't working right and then your fingers aren't working right and you're not hitting the right notes and then that makes you more anxious. Exactly, and yeah. No, I agree. I think that's a, that's a biggie. I think that would probably be, like, my first conversation with myself um, would, would be, you know, Hey, if you deal with this right now, you'll be so much better down the road. Um, but um, and and I think the next conversation would be just don't give up on that dream because I never imagined as as like I think I think a lot of people in their minds, um, being a musician, you're either starving musician or your you know Beyonce <laughs> like I mean not Beyonce but you're either famous or you're starving yeah there's and not a they, lot in they between. don't see there's mm -hmm. there's not a lot of um people that realize that there are people that are in between right that. it's not always you know um feast or famine um so um I think I never you, I never realized, like as a kid, that I could do this as a career and be perfectly happy. Um, she went out in the cold black night, searching for herself. Said she needed something more. 
she was looking for something else with a fire in her eyes man it's no surprise she was gone 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 she's a restless gypsy with a heart of gold she needed someone to love her and someone to help she made up her mind couldn't be told what to do she wants the freedom to run but the struggle in part is the battle between her head and her heart and whether she had the courage to start something new well the gypsy is on the move and she's coming for you she climbed up in that pickup truck slammed and locked the door second guess in a turning back she put the pedal to the floor with a wide-eyed stare and the wind in her head she was gone 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 she's a restless gypsy with a heart of gold she needed someone to love her and someone to help she made up her mind couldn't be told what to do she wants the freedom to run, the struggle in part is the battle between her head and her heart. And whether she had the courage to start something new, well, the gypsy is on the move and she's coming for you. Yeah, she's coming for you. Hey, yeah. She's a restless gypsy with a heart of gold. She needed someone to love her and someone to help. She made up her mind, couldn't be told what to do. She wants the freedom to run, the struggle in part. was the battle between her head and her heart. And whether she had the courage to start something new. first time when people were singing it back to you yeah. and I mean I was like permagrin <laughs> on the drums like hey, you know <laughs> this is insane cool. yeah for sure well I can't thank you enough again for being here um I mean what a better first guest at our first podcast I can't I honestly can't think of anybody uh, that I would want more to be here um so last thing is for all of our tens of tens of listeners out there, how can they, what's, what is the best way that they can connect with you? Like, what are you most active on? Okay. So we'll post all your stuff up there um, in post-production. And so people will reach out and hopefully you'll garnish, you know, uh, several, you know, five or ten new fans out of it. And also be sure to follow the collab. 
because uh, this is the first of, you know, hopefully many interesting stories for, uh, with musicians and artists and community leaders that we will have in the studio. And uh, again, thank you to our listeners and watchers. We really appreciate you. And we will see you for podcast number two.